In an ideal world, you've read this book, but if you haven't, this is your official spoiler warning. Welcome to Readers Also Enjoyed, the podcast where we dive into a topic, theme, or vibe by exploring it through four different books. I'm your host, Sophia. And I'm also your host, Ade. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember you saying I'm your host. Sorry. I want to throw you off. <laughs> we need to be like on our feet, We gotta be like... Okay, so what are we reading for this first round of books? What's our theme? What's the book? Okay, so we're taking a deep dive into the enchanting or not so enchanting world of mermaids in literature, and we're calling it Mermaids, Mortals, and Two Deep Waters. Our first stop is the book The Pisces by Melissa Broder. Great, Addy. I would love to hear what you thought of the book. Initial thoughts. Hit me. As someone who's never gone through sex and love addiction, spoiler alert, that's what the book's about, I think it's really like weird how relatable it is. I think it's like a testament to how good of a writer Melissa Broder is that she made that book so relatable for someone who cannot relate to the to the main character at all in terms of like her life experience. It was so like good, very well written. I think for like stream of consciousness type I guess it wasn't really stream of consciousness type writing, but we were in her head the whole time. There was we a in, lot like, of stream of consciousness in it. We were like sure. in there. Uh it, it yeah. wasn't like it didn't like go on for too long or feel like kinda like because we've read books that are stream of consciousness that is just it's just too much. Like yeah. you're like in a like, neurotic first person like first character, main character. Um but like yeah, no, I really enjoyed the book. Um it's de- it, def- it was definitely darker than I expected. Mm. I don't know why I didn't think it was going to be as dark as it was. Um but I could not put it down. I like just ate that shit up. Yeah. It so, was yeah. a really good book. How about you? Um, obviously I loved it too. I also did not expect it to be this dark, but I think the thing that I truly appreciated about it, besides the like really good use of language, um, was that it was so real. This Mm -hmm. character has no filters, right? That's what I think, uh, gave it like the sense of authenticity that I haven't, I can't say that I've encountered in another book in this way. Um, sometimes it got a little too graphic for my taste. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there were some scenes where I was like, I don't think we need to be here for this. <laughs> like, yeah. This is yeah, too much. Definitely. But, but um, yeah, overall, it was real. I really liked it. It was definitely real. It was definitely what, real. It's like um, that meme that's like, uh, was it deranged and out of pocket? Yes. But was it real? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. For real. Um, yeah, and I really, really liked the 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 mermaid aspect of it as well. Oh my god! If you told me this was like a mermaid book, I would never have like known that this was what the story was gonna be about. <laughs> like, yeah, at if all. I hadn't told you, you wouldn't have known, right? Yeah. So, like such a good uh, device to like get to the point that the book is trying to make, yeah. right? Um, okay, let's get into it then. Yeah. So Lucy is a graduate student who has been unsuccessfully attempting to finish her dissertation on Sappho for the past nine years. In an attempt to get more out of her stable, albeit very boring relationship with her non-committal boyfriend, Jamie, she breaks up with him. And because he takes her up on it, uh, she start, he starts dating someone else. And this leads Lucy to have a breakdown. She shows up at Jamie's house unannounced, punches him in the nose. And when a cop arrives at her door to investigate the situation, she asks him, would you say she's better looking than me? about the person that Jamie's dating. 
Uh, this also leads her to take nine Ambien and wake up in the middle of the road in her car that's plastered with jelly donuts. She ends up in uh, her sister's house in Venice, dog sitting while her sister is off on holiday. Here she attends a love and sex addiction support group, dates unsuccessfully and falls for a handsome swimmer who turns out to be a merman. And all of this essentially is an exploration of her relationship with herself, uh, her mother who passed away, who she mentions briefly, and the void that she's trying to fill uh, that she calls like the nothingness. So where do we find Lucy? We meet Lucy, our main character, uh, at a very volatile time in her life where she's kind of really bored with everything around her, like her relationship is not giving anymore. So she decides to stir up some drama and tells her boyfriend that she wants to break up with him. He takes her up on it very fast too fast too fast for comfort (laughs) and um she has a whole spiral after that right yeah so as you mentioned in the synopsis she overdoses on ambien by mistake but she still does yeah it wasn't intentional it's just like she felt so terrible that she was like i don't feel like this anymore and kind of just absentmindedly took nine ambien which is unhinged but it's a lot she did that Yep. And post-breakup, she spends so much money on things like psychics and readers. Oh my God, and yeah. Yeah, and she, she's basically obsessing over Jamie. And the moment that he, <laughs> they break up, she suddenly sees him in this new light again. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, he's so beautiful. Like After like paragraphs of describing him as like a slob, practically, <laughs> she's like, yeah, oh, like look a at disgusting slob. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And they've been together for so long, and this relationship is going nowhere, right? Yeah. He, he's also, like, really noncommittal. And, like, she talks about how, like, she doesn't want a baby or want to get married, but she wants yeah. him to propose. <laughs> but she wants, yeah, she yeah. wants him to want her. That's yeah. the main thing that we're taking from here, right? In the backdrop, we also have uh, her trying to finish her dissertation on Sapfo. And who is Sapfo? Addy, for our listeners who don't know who that is. Sappho is a Greek poet. Ancient Greek poet. <laughs> I'm like, why are you asking me? You're the Greek one. <laughs> so, uh, she's an ancient Greek poet whose uh, work only exists in fragments. And the topic of her dissertation is um, basically assuming that the fragments uh, or the gaps in her work uh, were there deliberately. And she doesn't even believe in that dissertation at all. She doesn't believe she's in it just at all. Like, yeah, she's kind of like lost her. In general, Lucy, in this first part of like when we meet her, we kind of realize that there are a lot of I don't want to say gaps in her life, but just like there's 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 a lack there. Right. Like yeah. nothing is satisfying to her. She definitely talks about like the void and nothingness early on. Like it's like one of the first things she says. Definitely. Definitely. And we also see that she also has a lack of a support system. She has no friends who she can go to to, to speak about the breakup or how yeah. she's feeling or anything like that, which, you know, it makes sense that she spirals, but, you know, knowing that. This, this comes up later on in the book, but, like, it's very clear that throughout her life she hasn't really been able to make, like, meaningful uh, friendships with women or, like, have meaningful relationships with women at all. A result of her mother dying at a young age, but we, we will talk about that later. Yeah, so she does kind of have that one friend, Rochelle, who is the one who kind of introduced her to, to Jamie. Jamie, her now ex-boyfriend. But 
Rochelle starts backing off the moment, you know, things get a little difficult for Lucy emotionally. Um, like, as soon as there's a challenge, she's like, see yeah. ya. There's a moment where Lucy can see Rochelle seeing her as, as like, an unhinged, like, crazy person, essentially. And yeah. it's this thing of, like, oh, my God, she never thought that uh, either of us would get this disease of, like, yeah. being obsessed with a man and, like, you know, being so desperate and whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. I remember that mm. image of like the of her feeling like she looks diseased because she's without yeah. um, Jamie. But I, I'm assuming it has more to do with the fact that like Lucy's losing it. <laughs> like it's like it's getting like progressively worse. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, like, I mean, state of mind. her behavior is not, you know, her her the way that she's dealing with the breakup is not healthy in any way. Yeah. And yeah, it's just sad to see her kind of like going through that alone. One thing that I do want to point out about uh, her working on her dissertation about Sapfo's gaps and uh, looking at them as if they were meant to be there is that although we see Lucy throughout the book, but in the beginning as well, uh, we see her acknowledging her void, this emptiness that she feels inside her, but she doesn't challenge it. The same way mm-hmm. she says that Sapfo's gaps were meant to be there, she also kind of like sees her own emptiness as like meant to be there it's kind of like how do i manage this thing uh instead of like dealing with it you know what Mm -hmm, i mean mm -hmm. yeah i was a little unsettling how like i think everyone can like deal with loneliness and and stuff but lucy's is like different it's like a like bone deep like nothingness need yeah yeah like yeah there's just like this deep hole that can't be filled um, and she talks about it so casually as if that's something that everybody else experiences as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do think that's part of the reason why she's like, I don't know. Like, I, I think she's like very skeptical of other people's happiness. Um, yeah. Like throughout the book. Absolutely. Cause she's just like, there's no way you're actually that happy when you're feeling how bad I'm feeling. Like it, it's like Melissa Broda wrote it very well. Like you yeah. understand exactly where Lucy's at about like with her void. Yeah. Definitely. She uh, has that little ambient accident and a cop Mm -hmm. finds her and tells her that she basically has to go to therapy, kind of not court ordered by Jamie, but they said that uh, Jamie and his new girlfriend. Yeah, they won't like uh, press any charges if she if she goes to therapy. Exactly. Uh, If she goes to therapy, everything will be fine. So her sister happens to live out in LA, Venice Beach. Yeah. She calls her out there. She says, listen, you can have the, the house to yourself. I just need you to take care of my dog. And, and go to group therapy. Go to group therapy. So let's talk about group therapy a little bit. Let's talk about this uh, interesting, colorful group of women. There was an, wait, how does she, what does she call them? Um, she calls them a multi-headed hydra of desperation. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> It's just so mean. (laughs) I mean, I feel like as someone who thinks that she stands apart from everybody and that she's like, I don't know. I feel like, don't you feel like she feels some kind of superiority, like at least an emotional superiority when it comes to other people? So she enters this group of this like eccentric and tragic women uh, kind of trying to free themselves from their obsessive and self-destructive pursuit of men because this yeah. is a specific uh group it's for people with 
uh, sex and love addiction. Yeah, right? I think they called it like affection addiction or something like that. Affection addiction. Yeah. And yeah, she, I think the group is there, uh, mainly for me at least, uh, so that she, we can see how she relates to other women. Um, yeah. I think, because right? we didn't see it enough with Rochelle in the earlier mm. um, chapters. Obviously in this act, we see her like in group and immediately she's like going down the line. Just like, like machine gun, like gunning these women down, like verbally. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like so brutal. Uh, yeah, there's Amber, who she calls chicken horse. Because she just, she decides that she, Amber looks like a chicken and a horse. I uh, don't even, I don't even remember the name Amber. Her name Amber, because being... throughout the book, she calls her yeah, chicken horse. Yeah, it's just chicken horse. I yeah. don't remember the name Amber being mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> but chicken horse is like a Gen Z, you know love and sex addict i guess um and i'm not gonna lie chicken horse is kind of pathetic like uh, like apart from her like addiction the fact that she's constantly like she's just she plays a victim a lot throughout the she, book she does play the victim a lot i don't know if that's just how lucy's perceiving her so it's like lucy's impression of her is all i'm seeing or if that's who she actually is because like she'll complain saying like my neighbors got me kicked out of this apartment or whatever when it's like completely her fault. I don't remember like the yeah. situation, but I just felt like it was a little unnecessary. She she gives off chicken force gives off um very Karen vibes, which is so weird for someone that's in that's a Gen Zer. Yeah, right? is it just me? Who's so young? I don't know. Yeah, she did give off Karen vibes. Yeah, but she her yeah. issues that she so she's being encouraged to date. But uh, she just can't. Yeah. <laughs> she just can't. Like, she'll find any I mean, excuse that was not to relatable. do. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> we, we literally just, like, ripped chicken horses shreds, and then we're just like, yeah, it's us. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, yeah, um, she's always looking for a reason not to date. She's like, some guy wore a fedora. Honestly, valid. It <laughs> like, wasn't I'm a fedora. Say it, right <laughs> it, was some, it was, like, some other hat. She's like, I don't trust him. I don't oh, trust it was, like, a newsboy cap. Yeah, yeah, that was what it was. <laughs> still relatable still relatable for sure okay and then we have Brienne yes there's Brienne um Brienne is like Brienne is a single mom in her 50s who has got a lot of work done um I think another addiction that she has is plastic surgery like uh, I think that's something that um that's mentioned in the book and she's dating she's she's dating she's a little naive I think um yeah i feel really bad for her i think she's like very optimistic about the whole like looking for love thing which is great you know but it's that thing of like there's a scene where she talks about how she's talking to some guy online and it's going really well and she can't wait for him to get back from dubai but then he starts asking her for money she has to fund his trip i'm just like i don't know how i feel about that and everybody just tells her, this sounds like a scam, Brienne. Like, yeah. you gotta not. Don't all send any money. They're gentle about it, though. They're very gentle. Yeah. With Brienne, for sure. They're all very gentle with I know Brienne. Brienne also has, like, a weird relationship with her son. Yeah, there's some, like, emotional incest thing going on here. Um, yeah. Because she gets, like, really uncomfortable when he starts dating. Yeah, he. she basically says that she... He's 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 suddenly out most of the day, and now she suddenly has no companionship, which you know is a lot to put on a on a child. Yeah, on your kid. Um. um anyway, who's next? Sarah. Sarah's Sarah. a torture. 
this is Sarah, this is where I'm like, yeah. I don't know if you needed to go into that much detail, Miss Broder. How dare you? Uh, she goes into so much like I feel like I could see it. The so okay, so Sarah has a chronic illness that requires her to like eat food pretty regularly throughout the day, which means she has to eat a lot, like even in groups she's like eating a lot. This I have no issue with. What I have an issue with is that she's touching her feet and then will like yeah. peel these oranges and like hand them around the group, like same hand. Like offer them or like open up a pack of peanuts or something and then, you know, touch the- Ugh, oh, God, I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh, gross. Um, but yeah, anyway, so uh, Sarah's issue is that, well, Sarah's experience, I guess, like her like relationship experience is with a man. And I keep forgetting his name. Steve or something? It doesn't matter. Something like but that. But she keeps going back to her ex. He, like, obviously doesn't love her. He's, yeah, he's, he's kind of just, worst. like... He's using her because he knows that he has access to her. Yeah. Um, but it's, like, I'm assuming when you're in the state that Sarah's in, that's just something you're going to be in complete denial about because the thought of being single is, like, so much worse. Yeah. Um, she'll go sure. to these, like, workshops. Um, like, right? She'll go, she'll go, she'll go to these workshops and she'll, they're like love workshops or something like that. Oh, okay. And uh, she like gets like heartbroken when no one wants to partner up with her. And she's like, I couldn't even get a man oh. to go with me, whatever. And it's like this big deal that this man comes with her to this workshop. So she starts like paying him essentially to, to go. It's really oh. bad. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's like Sarah's experience. So I think Sarah is someone that Dr. Jude, who is, who's leading the group, uh, would tell like not to date or try and be single or, or right like because I think the yeah. only person she's encouraging to date is chicken whores yeah um, apparently her name's Amber then we have Claire who is the most similar to Lucy in state of mind wise yeah and that's probably why they become fast friends I don't know you know I, I hesitate to call them friends I don't know what what this they're, is. They are each other's enablers. I don't even... Yeah. They're definitely not friends. Because I don't know if they would actually be there for each other in a meaningful way. They, but they're not. They're definitely not. I mean, if we look at it, Dr. Jude, who's the leader of the group, tells uh, our main character, Lucy, not to date. She says, don't do it. And Claire says, you go ahead and sign <laughs> up for Tinder and you go ahead and date your fucking heart out. Literally like so, the same day. She's the like, same day, okay, like, or the next day or something. They, like, bump into each other at, like, a farmer's market or something. And Claire's like, yeah, you should definitely date. Yeah. So then this kind of launches us into the next part of the book, which is Lucy's Tinder era. This era. I, in my notes, I literally wrote, why go on dates with men when you can just read this book? Um, literally. And, oh, my And God. also, Lucy is unwell, but somehow the men are worse. It's like... Yeah unbelievable how garbage the men are but it's also no, very believable because yeah. it's very realistic this is so realistic <laughs> i've literally been on both the dates that she goes on i cannot i mean anyway. not the third one for sure but like the the first yeah. two dates let's talk about it those okay. dates yeah Okay, so uh, she decides that she's going to be free about sex and her body, that she'll no longer care whether or not, um, you know, the other person is in love with her after. And obviously this doesn't go as planned, and it leads to a series of cautionary tales, which is funny that I, that I think of it like this, 
mm-hmm. because she calls herself a cautionary tale near the end of the book. She <laughs> does. To, she calls herself a cautionary tale towards the other women in the group. She's like, I'm their cautionary tale. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes. Okay. So first up is Adam. Let's talk about Adam. Adam. So first red flag. Adam doesn't look like his picture. Yeah. Um, Immediately, if this happens to you, just fucking leave. Just there leave. There is no point. If you they're lying about that, they're anything. just liars. Like, yeah. you know, for exactly. real. Exactly. Well, that's definitely the first red flag. The second red flag is that he's a Charles Bukowski fan. Okay, yeah. listen to me, okay? Listen to me real quick right here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> if a grown man comes up to you and tells you that Charles Bukowski, the writer of Love is a Dog from Hell, is their favorite author, okay? And they've been reading him since they were 14, which is basically the, the general consens- consensus am- amongst men who like Charles Bukowski. Mm-hmm. You need to leave. You need to go. You need to leave whatever, like, premises you're in. Run. Okay? Opposite direction. There is nothing (laughs) that should keep you there after that. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Bonus book is also Catcher in the Rye, but for different reasons. But let's move on. So, he doesn't look like he's picture. And to survive this day, he's a Bukowski fan. He also doesn't know who Sappho is. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah... It's the fact that he acted like he did. You could just say you don't know. So in the in exactly the, in the book, she's you know he asks her like, "Do you read anything?" She says, "Yes, I read the Greeks," and she says, "I'm doing my dissertation on Sappho." And he says, "Oh yeah, I read him in high school." Just say you yeah. don't know her. I once heard of a story of a girl who was at a bar, and uh, sh- uh, this guy like came up to her and asked her like, "What kind of things she read?" They start they get to talking, and she says, "Sylvia Plath," <laughs> and he's like. Oh, yeah, I think I've read some of his books. She has one. She has one book, and there's just poetry. Anyway, Sylvia wasn't on. enough of, like, a a giveaway? <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, it's very obvious that, like, Lucy doesn't care about... Like, Lucy's seeing these red flags, addressing them in the book, and it's just like, yeah, yeah, sure, let's go. Like, let's keep going. Because all she wants, and she says this in her Tinder bio, is, like, I just want to, like, make out in an alley in a dark alley yep. or something like that so that's yep. very obviously yep. her goal is just to like but it's not though is it because she's not capable of that oh it's she's not, lying it's, to herself it's denial <laughs> it's definitely denial she's in denial um she basically like goes through like stays through this bad date uh and then eventually says like let's get out of here um and like asks him to like make out in this alley and uh i think he like says that he's he very into her by the way Right? He's well, he's like super big surprise because he doesn't know who she yeah. fucking is. <laughs> like, she, she oh, let no. him talk the whole time. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Poor Lucy. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think she 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 goes on this date. It's terrible. They go back to his place because it's nearby where they went on the date, and he's like, you know, trying to kiss her, or whatever. There's like a scene, like. It's very obvious that she doesn't want anything to do with him. She thinks he's disgusting. Yeah, she finds him disgusting. Like, yeah. He gets naked. She's like, it's just very graphic. Everything's disgusting, whatever. And she, like, convinces him to, like, touch himself so that she doesn't have to engage. Another, like, thing. You can just leave. You do not have to have any, like, sexual intercourse with anyone you don't yep. want to have sex with. Just leave. Yep, yep, it's okay. Yep, yep. 
Yep. I, this, it, this comes up multiple times in the novel, and the second time it comes up, it's tragic. Like, this is bad, <laughs> but the second time it's tragic, and we will get to that. But, um, yeah, so she just has a horrible sexual experience with him where she's kind of just, like, edging her way towards the door, trying to get away from him the whole time. Oh, my God. It's so weird. Um, let's talk about this Guardian article that I read about this book that talked about how Broder is basically writing about love in the age of consumer capitalism and the disillusionment of, of it, of mm-hmm. all this. Um, what do you uh, think about that, Addie? Is this, uh, is this what, what the novel is kind of trying to, you know, explore? So I don't, I don't know if the novel, like, if the intention of the novel was to explore this particular theme of, like, love and capitalism, mm-hmm. um, or, like, the idea that... Because I, when I read that article, I didn't get it. Like, I didn't understand the connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we talked about it, and you kind of explained to me that it ha- it's, like, more to do with the fact that, like, you turn yourself into a commodity in, like, the modern dating age. Yeah. Um, Because you kind of, like, you know, there's Tinder, there's Hinge, there's Bumble, all these things. You're, like, marketing yourself to be, like, consumed, I guess. Yeah. Essentially. Um, Yeah. I still don't think that's what what the main intention of the book is, but seeing her experiences on Tinder, it really, like, I was like, yep, that's exactly what it It is. It hones it in. Yeah, Yeah. it hones hones that point in, for sure. Um, So I did some research. And I, because I've been reading bell hooks, <laughs> I've been reading bell hooks. <laughs> Anyways, but <laughs> everybody should read bell hooks. But um, in All About Love, she talks about how there's this psychotic lust for material consumption um, and it keeps us unable to love. So although she's not really looking for love at this point, it is what she wants. And we will see that after the date where she gets back home and she talks about how Adam becomes fantasy Adam again. And that's the the guy she wants. She like literally walks out of his house and immediately he texts her saying like that was fun or whatever. And she's just like, oh, now he's like fantasy Adam again. Now I want him to want me again. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I think, like, this idea... Actually, now I, I kind of get more... Like, the idea of love and, and late-stage capitalism and, like, becoming commodities and seeing everything as, like, you know, you have to market yourself, whatever. I can see that worsening Lucy's situation. Yeah, like, absolutely. Especially because yeah. she... Like, for example, like, she compares herself to Sappho, like, in terms of, like, having this, like, like desperate need for love and not having it met and, like, how... Sappho, like, dies tragically, like, heartbroken, um, and how she can relate to that. Like, Sappho obviously didn't have that experience of, like, being, yeah. like, seen as a as a product to be consumed. I think, like, that's probably why, I mean, we're going to talk about this later, but, like, that's probably why her relationship with Theo feels so intense, because mm-hmm. it's kind of, like, it veers off from that completely. She didn't have to, like, look for him on Tinder. He just showed up. And yeah. he was, like, saying all the right things and compared to all the men were, like, he was just so perfect. Um, but, yeah, maybe that's why it's, like, it becomes so intense so quickly. Yeah. But, yeah, Adam, the Adam Chronicle ends at that. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't really uh, see him again. The next man she dates is Garrett, who she actually ignored in the beginning. She, she went for Adam first, uh, even though she was talking to both of them. And Garrett said, like, you know, women always say this, like, they, they don't want to... They, they, they'll be back, basically. You'll be back. Because she eventually said, like, I'm not interested. I'm going to date this other guy. 
Adam didn't work out. So she was just like, okay, fine, I'll take you up on it. We can go out. And he was like, I knew this would happen. Um, Mm -hmm. At this point, I think she has met Theo. She's met Theo and he's just this swimmer that comes up to the rocks and says hello. And they have little chats and then he swims away but um nothing more than that it's been very friendly Mm -hmm. Uh, weirdly though he does become a point of like obsession for her but it's in a corner of her mind at this point it's not like the forefront of it right because theo's also like i mean lucy is in her late 30s and theo appears to be in his early 20s so for her like it doesn't make sense that anything would happen just yet She, she always acknowledges that he's attractive but like Nothing is, nothing's happening yeah. just yet. Yeah. But, but I do want to point out that she does feel like she needs his validation, though. Because, mm-hmm. you know, even though she doesn't know him, she, she sometimes goes up to the rocks. And uh, I remember there was one point where she says, I bet he's watching me and thinking I'm kind of pathetic. Mm. And I'm like, but why do you care? Anyway. Well, okay. But, like, throughout the book, Lucy makes it very obvious that, like, Despite the fact that she has absolutely no respect for any of this me- these men, their validation is very important to her. Like it's like the oxygen she breathes. Yeah, she like definitely yeah. needs like them to love her, even though she doesn't know what to do with it afterwards. But yeah, yeah. Right, let's get back to Garrett. So Garrett, he's this boring ass. What was he like? A graphic designer? He like opened Something up a graphic like design a- agency, and he's just like going on and on and on and on and on about it and she's just kind of there like uh-huh and um <laughs> there's like a point where she like pokes him <laughs> and he just keeps talking she's like poking him like yeah she's trying to like get him to like do something you know to do something yeah um like sexual uh he makes no moves on her throughout the date and that makes her really insecure uh mm-hmm. obviously she's immediately like what's wrong with me and she tries to prod him into doing something mm-hmm. and i think they end up making out the entire time i'm thinking how can you be so like into someone that you're also like uninterested in like there's no co- connection there um she's just like can we kind of like get on with it so then when nothing happens and she gets back home she's like quadruple texting him like hey sorry if it was too intense or like hey whatever (laughs) she's just like going on and on about it and then uh he sends her back fuck you this sunday and she says i had become a puppet i just wanted to please him Oh, so what a mess! <laughs> what a mess! <laughs> oh no, uh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, she does. Yeah. She does say that. Um, yeah, and then she goes underwear shopping for him. Yeah, they, so they make plans to to meet at a hotel, mm-hmm. uh, and he says like, "Here, we're gonna have we're gonna have sex at this hotel," and he tells her to like get some like sexy black lingerie, and she's like, "Yep, sure." Uh, she, this is, this is like a weird moment. The lingerie moment is like really weird. Cause she goes to, to a store with Claire, um, after telling him about, after telling her about the situation. A very and encouraging Claire. A very encouraging Claire. Definitely like the devil on your shoulder. Um, mm. that's what Claire is. And, uh, there's a moment between Lucy, Claire and the like store clerk who's like helping her pick out, uh, the lingerie. Where she's like, oh my god, this is what sisterhood is. Like, I feel so, like, accepted. And, like, everyone's telling me, like, I look so beautiful and whatever. And she feels connected. And then, like, very abruptly, she's like, this is so fake. This seems, like, so, um, super, like, not superficial. But, like, it just seems, like, synthetic. Like, it feels like, um, they're, like, they're lying to me. 
Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it just doesn't feel authentic at all. And I feel like in a way we can see how, right? Because the store clerk is the store clerk. She's trying to sell. Yeah. Obviously, she's going to flatter you because she wants to sell. And then Claire, as we find out later on, Claire is using um, Lucy. Lucy as a way to avoid her misdoings or like her um, yeah. issues. So obviously, she's going to encourage her. Yeah. It's almost like she's saying like, if I, if I, if Lucy does what she's doing and she's still a good person, then I'm still a good person. I can do what I'm doing. Yeah. It's like, she's just trying to justify her own actions through, mm-hmm, through mm-hmm. like Lucy's. Claire is also supposed to not be dating, but she has a, she has roster, a roster of men. Full a roster. roster of men. Just like, she just wants to be doted on and, uh, just fucked yeah. real good i guess i mean for her i think she's like because her situation was that she was married with kids mm. and then fell in love with this younger man and he made absolutely no like he made no expression of wanting her to leave her husband and for them to date like exclusively but mm-hmm. she's like i don't love you anymore to her husband starts dating this younger man he's like i literally never said that i wanted to be your like only boyfriend yeah. i was happy with the arrangement that we had she spirals and this is like kind of what leads her to like dating multiple men at one time because she's like well if i date multiple men then i can never fall in love with just one um and that's like her her logic uh it doesn't work out i don't know if that's a spoiler or not but it literally doesn't work out for her at all um she still gets attached because love and sex addiction is no joke uh and you can't like you know finesse your way through a system like that like you can't it just doesn't work for claire at all yeah, I mean, I feel like what both Lucy and Claire are doing in this, like, search of uh, a fulfillment through men is just promoting this psychological being of just endless craving. It never stops. It's never enough. Um, which is also, you know, uh, a point about this idea of love and consumer capitalism. Yeah. It's never enough. There's yeah. never enough. It's an yeah. endless craving. And it leads to, you know, anguish, which is why they're both in therapy. And the therapy doesn't seem to be doing much because they're not listening. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I mean, it, this is like, like, this is, you can only help yourself. Like, this is like you evidence can only of help that. Yourself. Like, you can only That's get yourself, true. like, through yeah. it. Um, yeah. Yeah, anyway, she leaves this, uh, this store with her lingerie and is like, so speci- Garrett, Garrett specifically asks for a specific action. Oh, anal? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so so she's like, okay, I should probably give myself like an enema. This enema, (laughs) oh my God. It would literally like anyone who's ever had to have an enema, I'm pretty sure would be laughing at her. Like, this is not an enema. She did not give her she just She said she she almost gave herself. She no no no, she almost gave herself an enema, she said, trying to trying to. She like went into the bathtub. I mean, this might be too much information, but she went to the bathtub and just like threw water at it, at it. <laughs> she was doing other things too she was but that was like the enema side of it anyway okay you know what we're not gonna go into detail because this was the part of the book where we we're like i don't know if you needed to tell us much broder yeah no there is so much graphic detail and for someone who who like has for someone like lucy who has so much shame it's what i mean it's wild that we get so many details <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, but yeah, anyway, anyway this, 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 this yeah. animal is a mistake because she's got like soap up in there. 
there's like a lot going on yeah um but she's like ready for her date poor girl she's ready for a date she's done you know everything she's prepped ready let's go she's excited she thinks that um he told her to meet her at a hotel so she's assuming that there's a room involved but there is yeah she's like i'm dressed in my like sexy lingerie i have my my sister's husband's trench coat on like i look amazing i'm gonna get a drink Mm -hmm. at the bar she's like i'm gonna go to oh my god yeah i forgot about this she goes to the bathroom to like further clean up downstairs she's just doing listen like she's doing she got nervous she got nervous and she started sweating she's like okay let me go into the bathroom since he's not here yet anyway um she goes into the bathroom preps a little bit comes back out he's there and he's like yeah let's go and she's like okay what room are we in and he's like oh no 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 we're doing it in the bathroom that's my fantasy and she just goes along with it and it's a whole mess she ugh, it's the the sex scenes okay this this book in general has the most unsatisfying painful sounding uncomfortable like yeah. sex i've ever like read about um but th- with with garrett i was just cringing the entire time i was like please just stop just stop you can stop this you can use your words and say stop anyway she gives herself she gets a uti because of this situation right um and then that's uh garrett he never texts her again he was always super uninterested anyway he got what he wanted and that was that after this uh garrett uti mess lucy is like (laughs) not feeling okay and she checks in on uh claire who is also a total mess and lucy uses this as a as a moment of self-reflection which is something that she does like throughout the book she she kind of sees like other people as like a a media other people's struggles or other people's experiences as a medium of like her own self-reflection um Mm. and at this point she because so claire's a mess specifically because david has left uh, one, of one of the guys the men, on her roster. Yeah, one of the men on her roster is yeah. left. Um, Lucy's like, okay, I think this is a good time for me to go back to group. Yeah, um, she's like, look at this situation. I should probably be going to group therapy. <laughs> like, what have I done? She, yeah, exactly. She uses uh, Claire's little situation where Claire is literally having a very, very difficult time about this. Yeah. Uh, she 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 basically you know gives Lucy some perspective, and. When I first read that part, I thought that this was like a moment of growth for Lucy, mm-hmm. but it really wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really wasn't. Yeah, it's that thing of like Lucy will acknowledge things, but she won't actually act on them in a in a in a meaningful way. She's right? so aware of herself. Like she's it's so, so weird. <laughs> she's so aware of herself. She knows what she's doing is like hurting her in in the long run, and she doesn't care. Like. She's just like, yep, that's just life. It's so weird. Yeah. And yeah. to add to that, she also decides to change the topic of her thesis, which also, again, um, added to that idea of like, oh, there's so much growth this chapter. But yeah. Um, yeah. She changes nope. the thesis to to not look at um, the gaps in Sappho's work as intentional, but like mm-hmm. it is what it is, I guess. I don't, I don't really know what mm-hmm. the what the specifics of it is but basically she's like the old thesis didn't work i got a Mm -hmm. new perspective um Mm -hmm. but yeah she's in group now and just so happens that all the other women in group are also not doing very well Um, well in her perspective they're doing worse than her 
at this point, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Everybody's doing really horribly. Sarah is back with her ex who isn't ready for marriage or an engagement or ready to call her his girlfriend Mm -hmm. or even be monogamous with her. Is he living with (laughs) her at this point? Yeah, he's living with her. He has nowhere to go. (laughs) Um, But she's like, oh, but he's showing up differently for me now. Well... Everybody's just kind of like, okay. okay. And then uh, Chicken Horse is uh, saying that she can't date because she's living with her mother at this point. Yeah, and she got herself kicked out of her apartment building. Exactly. She got, for being a Karen, as we said earlier. And Brienne, as we said earlier, it's, it's at this point where she's talking to this man uh, in Dubai, asking her to like invest. <laughs> like his money is like tied up in investments, and he needs money. Um, mm-hmm. at, at this point, we meet Diana, who's a new member of the group. Let's talk about her. Diana is like, um, I don't want to use this term, but I literally don't know what else to say. She's like a trophy <laughs> wife. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She married rich. She's very attractive. She doesn't have a lot of attraction to her husband anymore, and has like taken to sleeping with the younger men at her club, like in the like the tennis golf club. Yeah. Oh, is it? I don't remember. Oh, yeah, tennis. But rather like the attendants. Yeah. And she's like she's sleeping with them, uh, behind her husband's back, obviously. Um, and it's gotten to the point where she's like. The, the stakes have to be raised even higher that it's just getting more and more like her situation so her situation is just getting more and more precarious where she's like yeah. definitely gonna get caught um one of the reasons that diana is definitely in this group is because her, her she has a son uh who has a friend who has like made advances at her or like made it very clear that he's attracted to her and she knows like a part of her is like i know that i could get him if i wanted it um, and I'm, like, so obsessed with, like, this feeling of being, of having someone be attracted to me that, like, I'm, like, going for it. She's a mess. Despite how much of a mess she is and how dangerous her situation is, like, she's about to do something that's, like, illegal. illegal. Yeah, the kid is 16, and she's, like, about to jump the gun and do it. So she's like, I need to be, like, someone needs to tie me up. Literally, she's like, I need to be held back. It's ridiculous. I need to be, like... Yeah. Anyway, um, despite like how how serious I think her like the 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 effects of her love and sex addiction are, Lucy like seems to have all this respect for her um, in a yeah. similar way that she does for Claire. Now my like I don't know if this was intentional, but it seems to me that Lucy has a lot more respect for Claire and Diana because she feels like they are playing the patriarchy game better than the other women at group. Mm-hmm. Um, because Diana's very beautiful and is like dating all of these younger men. Claire is also like, you know, has a, a full roster and is like, she feels like she can relate to Claire in a lot of ways. But I think it, it's it, it mainly has to do with the fact that like Claire and Diana are like perhaps fit the beauty standard more based off of like Lucy's description. Um, and yeah, she's just finding something really inspiring in them. Yeah, which is which so is dangerous. They're not dangerous. okay. <laughs> they're, they're not they're okay. Literally not it's, okay. <laughs> this is again like I cannot stress enough. Lucy knows that she's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Lucy knows that she's wrong, and she just keeps yeah. like it's yeah. This this book is a trip for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, so 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 this is where we meet Diana. Um, I don't I don't think group was effective for Lucy whatsoever at this point either. I don't. It think doesn't. It it only serves the purpose of her to just go there. 
observe these women so far at least observe mm-hmm. these women and be like i'm definitely better off than this I, like i'm yeah, fine yeah compared to these women i'm fine yeah. um especially now where none of them are doing well yeah Let's move on. So she and Theo have been like meeting up at the rocks, right? Uh, here yeah. and there. The most that they've done is that he, she asked him a kind of intrusive question. And mm. he's like, I can't like tell you this because I, we haven't even like touched yet. And she was like, okay, go ahead, touch me. And he starts like touching her ankle and then her foot and it gets really weird. I'm like, what the hell is the scene? Anyway, then he answers her really intrusive question. I don't want to talk about it. You guys should read the book. (laughs) But um, (laughs) uh, but they've been meeting up, having like little chats and stuff. At some point, didn't he call her? What did he call her? A a something darkness. A soft darkness. That's what it was. Oh my God. He called her soft darkness at some point. It just gets very like poetic and very fantastical to the point of like (laughs) there's something wrong here like there's something up here so um at this point she and he are talking they're flirting it's very romantic like there's something there yeah and he goes down on her for 45 minutes now mind you he has not left the water yet (laughs) he's still in the water his bottom half. She's not seen it at all. Yeah. Um, but he goes down on her and she just has an like an insane experience. It's very spiritual mm-hmm. and she realizes that she's never had sex just for pleasure before. Mm-hmm. Um and it's almost like it's the first time that she orgasms, right? Yeah. It's like such a profound thing. Yeah, yeah. Because at some point she's like, uh, I feel like at some point I came. And then I and then I was like, oh, no, I didn't. Now I did. Like, that yeah. is literally like the textbook, like, oh, my God, it's my first, like, experience of Yeah, finishing. exactly. Um, and Theo makes it such a, like, comfortable experience for her. She's, like, kind of insecure about, like, oh, it might take me a long time. And he tells her, you know, yeah. take your He's time. Like, like, like he just, he's just <laughs> loving it. He's just like, it take three hours. I'll be here. <laughs> For real. It's just like um, a far cry from her previous sexual experiences. Like, this definitely. is not... You can't compare them at all. Yeah. She says yeah. things like, so this is joy. And then she recalls imitating um, sounds that she heard in porn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now she's just kind of, like, owning it and, like, very present in this experience. And, yeah. So she, like, stops yeah. performing, essentially, for him. And is just, like, in yeah. it. She, like, yeah. Yeah. And at this point, she does this thing where she elevates the lack of meaning and her emptiness to some kind of higher metaphysical purpose she turns her void into like a god right because she doesn't know how to negotiate this thing that she's constantly feeling in her life of course she doesn't feel it now that she's with theo but she it manifests in her and she and she she knows it's still there and You know, she's trying. To, she, she's constantly like going, going back and forth between this thing is trying to eat me up. Am I the void? Is the void something outside of me? So mm-hmm. she's constantly like trying to understand it without really engaging with it in a way that's healthy, so that she could. Um, I don't want to say minimize it. I don't know if she, if Lucy's capable of minimizing it to the point where you know she can be functioning. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, it's definitely like a big, uh, big moment for the void for her, right? Yeah. After this, Theo reveals that he's a mermaid, and her what reaction a, is really way. interesting. Yeah. No, he just like well. <laughs> he just like hops up onto a rock. He's like very. She, and she looks down at him, and she she always thinks that he's like, he has a suit on. Yeah. So she's like, that's a weird suit. <laughs> Um, but when she realizes, she's, like, super confused and kind of panicked, but, like, very calm, outwardly very calm and kind of just, like, I'm processing this really well. Like, Mm. she's just processing this, right? Mm. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. And then there's an interesting dynamic shift between these two characters, right? (sighs) Yeah. Where she was in a position where she just wanted to feel coveted by this younger man. Mm Mm-hmm. Suddenly, she says that she wants to treat him like a woman. Now, what's it, that about? In, in a in a very like, you have to be some type of creative to get to this point. I'm not gonna lie; I don't understand how like Broder came up with this. Um, <laughs> she basically like she compares his tail to a vagina. A vagina. Um, yes, she does. <laughs> Like what she actually like, <laughs> what she calls it. She basically says that she wants to enter him like a woman. That's that's what it is, right? Yeah, I think like okay, I think a part of it has to do with the fact that he's like quite insecure about it as well. Yeah, in, in a way that she hasn't seen other men be insecure. So she's just like, yeah, which is, I think it like tells you more about her and how she feels yeah. about like her being a woman. I mean literally earlier in the in the book she does say like I've always wanted to be like a man. Like I always wanted She does say that. Yeah, she's like I want- I, <laughs> I took a photo and sent that to you. Yeah, yeah. Um little yeah, backstory no. I guess on me when I was younger cuz I have two older brothers. Uh, I used to get really confused why I didn't have a penis. <laughs> so when I saw that I was like this is literally Addie. <laughs> so uh, Lucy earlier in the book just unprovoked starts saying like I wish I had a penis or like I I wish like I just you know I want to know what it's like yeah. to like have the weight of it and whatever yeah. yeah so yeah that was where it was very relatable to me um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I think she I think she like obviously envies I don't want to give Freud this one but like she obviously envies men in some way um, yeah in their like experience through life and I think like mm, I feel of- like with her issues, she would have an easier time being a man. Yeah. In the sense of, like, men are, like, I mean, in the, I don't know, in a, gener- in a more general sense, they do tend to not get attached, right? And yeah. that's what she wanted at the beginning, but she started dating. She wanted to have no-strings-attached sex, and it's not working for her because she needs the the after. She needs the the, yeah. the the love after, which mm-hmm. is not really love, but, you know. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to Theo... As you said, um, his insecurities and his feminine attributes, because, you know, he's like a creature of the water. Yeah. Um, they're very relatable to her. She gets really excited that she feels kind of unconsciously like she's better than him um, or equally as confident. Which is weird because I feel like they're the same in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. He's, he's just as desperate to find someone to accept him as she is. Exactly. So much so that she's completely blind to the underlying dread that runs under all their interactions. Eventually, he means to keep her with him forever. Um, (laughs) 
and we will interpret underwater <laughs> um he doesn't tell her this yet but it is definitely coming so he he like her has this insatiable need for love mm -hmm. right he's desperate and insecure and he means to kill her mm -hmm. just like her own needs of like desperate love and desperate like just all this all this insatiable need this mm -hmm. like continuous lack that tries to kill her too um it kind of they kind of his his lack and her lack kind of hold hands yeah. they're like they like fit yeah. into each other yeah they yeah. fit into each other and yeah i mean i could we could say that she kind of has an you know she she has this need for people that she, that can, she can't have ultimate intimacy with right because mm -hmm. she can't be intimate with him he's a creature of the water she's a creature of the desert because she lives in phoenix she's yeah. here temporarily she goes for people who are unavailable including jamie who yeah. made it clear that he was unavailable to her in the way that yeah. is traditional from the beginning i mean you know? I, don't, I don't like jamie but out of all the men apart from theo he did like make it very clear what he was looking for from the yeah. beginning like he was yeah. like I'm non-committal. I won't move in with you. I'll only stay with you a couple nights throughout the week. Uh, I don't want to get yeah. married. I don't want kids. Like he's he's made it yeah. very clear, and she's just like, I yeah. know that I'm not going to be happy in this, but I will like, I'll stay in this relationship, which is yeah, yeah. She definitely like looks for, she she like it's like she's looking for a challenge or like it's like she's anti like instead of anticipating rejection, she just like accept it as it is now. But it's not even that because when she gets it, she doesn't want it anymore. When she True. gets the other person's attention, she doesn't want anymore, yeah. which is why she's so similar to Claire. Because the moment she gets like any kind of true affection from the other person, she's mm -hmm. like, whoa, 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 uh, this is too much, I don't want this. <laughs> well, apart from Theo. Though. Apart from Theo, yeah. Apart from Theo, But I fantasy. think that has to do with the fact that she, she does actually, she sees him as a woman. <laughs> like She sees him as a woman, and I think she knows that, like, she knows this cannot go anywhere. Yeah. So, like, the you end know? date gives her, like, some freedom. Yeah. Because she's leaving soon. Yeah. You know, she's only dog-sitting, house-sitting for her sister. She's only there for, like, a month. True. Um, which takes us into uh, her and Theo and all the sexual escapades. The sexual escapades. Yeah. Yep. The wagon. The wagon. So, yeah. You know, eventually she convinces him to, like, come back into the house with her. So she gets a child's wagon from a toy store to take Theo inside. Um... And there's a weird moment where she's like, she has to like help him get on the toy wagon. Oh, yeah. Where she's like, yes, yes, yes. A part, I guess, like a part of her attraction dies in that moment because she's like, I didn't think he would be she this helpless. She gets the ick. Yeah, she gets the ick. She literally gets the ick. She watches him <laughs> struggle to get into the wagon and like, it just like, repulses her yeah and to me it look it feels a little ableist you know i, I don't know i didn't i didn't catch it in the moment when i was reading the book but like the more we talk about it the more i'm just like yeah that's not like ideal we also <laughs> i mean we've talked about this but it kind of reminds me of how like <laughs> on tiktok these girls will be like i saw my man get into a car accident so it gives me the <laughs> ick <laughs> Where this girl was, uh, it was uh, she was in the ocean swimming. Mm -hmm. Her boyfriend was like across the way, and she like took the camera. She was filming him, and then put it underwater. And then it was his like feet <laughs> pedaling. 
like she's just like, oh, I got the yeah. now. This yeah. is ridiculous. You guys are getting out of hand. I can't. I think mean, most of them are wild. Like the For car real. accident one. It's like, I mean, it's like a, not I, great. I saw my man get, or like my man told me he got mugged and it gave me the ick. I'm just like, damn. Yeah. So like the yeah. patriarchy is strong. You know what I mean? It is like yeah. convinced no, yeah. <laughs> to the point that it's convinced women that like men cannot be vulnerable at all. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah. Um, anyway, this definitely reminds me of this. But um, so Theo keeps telling her that, you know, he's older. He's old. Like he's old. You know, the sea preserves his youth, like the brine of the water or whatever. The logic yeah. of it. I don't know that brining yourself <laughs> well, like preserves preserve you? your youth. <laughs> I just think of a pickle. Yeah, like, okay. Exactly. Um, um, yeah. How how old did you think he was going to say he was when he said that? I thought he was going to say, like, I'm somewhere between 300 and 800 years old. Same. This bitch is 40 don't waste our time like this 40 years old that's not like that like i think because we're also fantasy readers and like so many of the like (laughs) like a thousand years old mortal relationships are like so old like this seems so ridiculous to us but like for you to say like i'm old you know what i mean i'm old i'm a lot older than you think and he's 40 yeah literally also she's like 38 like you're not that old that's Please. So I mean, I, we forgot to mention this, but I think it's really funny. Uh, during Adam's date, he keeps calling her, like, an old woman. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, he does? <laughs> he keeps saying, like, oh, my God, I've never dated someone who's in their 40s. And she's like, I'm 38. He's like, yeah, you're such an old woman. She's like, I'm 38. Because <laughs> Garrett is, like, what, 27? It's ridiculous. Literally. Men are crazy. Anyway. Um, oh, my God. So, at this point, Claire is, like you know, taking him into the house. Mm-hmm. Um, Thea, oh, no, Laying sorry. him on the couch like a corpse because he can't <laughs> make it up the stairs. Yeah, because again, he has like the lower half of a fish. Yeah. Um, Dominic is like in the pantry at this point. But like... We, she we, keeps locking him in. She keeps locking him in. And also like, uh, we know that every single time she visits Theo, she'll come back into the house and Dominic can smell him on her and starts barking. So we already know that Dominic isn't, isn't down for Theo. Uh, mm-hmm. but she brings Theo into the house and do they have sex? I don't remember. No. no. They have like normal sex at first and it's not that great because he can't like stay hard. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So, and then right. he can't stay hard for too long and he keeps apologizing and he's like super insecure about it. Then she gets insecure. I'm pretty sure she gets insecure about it because she's like, is there something wrong with me? Um, but yeah. uh, this happens several times. The second time... She's on her period. I think it was the second time, but she's on her period at one point. And she's like, sorry, we can't fool around today. And he's like, no, no, no. I know you're on your period. We got to fool around today. He's like, insistent. <laughs> he's like, I'm into that. <laughs> I am into it. And then the third time, he's, uh, she, go- she goes to get him. <laughs> and he wants to have anal sex. And this is the first book that I read where there are two anal sex scenes. Literally, like, and we've read smart, Addie. You yeah. and I, we have no, read we have. smart. 
This is a lot of anal. <laughs> this is a lot of anal for one book. But yeah. in, it, it's, there's a big contrast between how it happened with Dominic. With Not Garrett! <laughs> Garrett, sorry. Dominic is the dog. Right. Okay, with G- Garrett, the second guy she went on a date with, there's mm-hmm. a very big difference because he, like, really, you know, he goes really slow and he really takes care of her. Mm-hmm. In general, I feel like Theo is good sex partner to have yeah. okay he seems to really care about her pleasure and all that stuff mm-hmm. in the meantime she keeps drugging dominic because uh yeah, and shutting him in the pantry yeah she keeps using tranquilizers uh because theo is also really really afraid of dogs he does not like dogs yeah um but also when uh, the first time that he gets to the house dominic starts frothing at the mouth yeah. like just barking and frothing at the mouth uh, but uh, the, um, but after uh, Theo and uh, Lucy do the anal, um, <laughs> yeah, she drops the bomb on him that she is leaving soon. Yeah, because she needs to go back home to Phoenix, right? Yeah. And what happens then, Addy? Theo is devastated. He's angry. Mm-hmm. He cannot believe that Lucy would betray him like this. He thought that like. They were, like, going to be in love with each other and be together forever. Everything. Um, and he's, like, really pissed off. And and this kind of surprises Lucy. Because um, I don't think she expected him to feel that way. And, like, she tries to, like... Yeah. In a way. But there's a reason why she wasn't telling him anything, right? Because she kept yeah. thinking, I should probably tell him at some point. Yeah. I haven't told him yet that I'm She leaving. procrastinated. <laughs> she procrastinated, <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there was definitely something holding her back from telling him, probably because, uh, like, on some subconscious level, she probably anticipated something like mm. this, right? Yeah. Because everything they have between each other, everything that they've they've experienced has been very, very intense. She's definitely, um, like, not, uh, for someone who's so aware, she is in denial about um, how intense the relationship is. Like, you can tell that she keeps trying to, like, in her head downplay it a little bit. Also, we should mention that every time, like, after the first time he went down on her for 45 minutes, he said, I'll come see you the day after tomorrow. And she started having withdrawal symptoms, right? She started throwing up and, like, just going insane. Like, she needed him. This is why I was like, do you think he did something to her? Like, do you think this is some, like, ocean magic stuff? But I guess it is, like, how intense... Yeah, like, how intense the relationship was made the withdrawal symptoms more intense, I guess. It's like a harder yeah. drug, essentially. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because she had a difficult time when, when Jamie inten- like left her, I guess. Um, well, she After she him. initiated. Yeah, she <laughs> initiated it, but yeah. he left her. He took, he took her um, up on it. He took her up on yeah. it. But like, um, yeah, her her reaction to, to like not seeing him for like a day or two is insane. It's literally yeah. like being like taking hard drugs and just stopping yeah. cold turkey. Yeah. At the same time, when, when they get together, sometimes she again gets the ick with the wagon thing, but like also other instances where she's just kind of like, oh, I feel like I'm the protector in this relationship. Mm. But then she kind of negotiates uh, with herself and she's like, well, maybe we can both be the protector. And she says something like, which I think is pretty cool she says i like that he's strong in his softness mm-hmm. um but yeah anyway anyway so yeah this is a very intense relationship dominic the dog is basically sleeping a lot and he's like started like he started like wedding like the, not the wedding the bed obviously he's a dog but like 
he'll like pee inside because yeah. he she's not like walking him like anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. like a whole or giving mess. him his meds. Like Dominic, it's Dominic like, is diabetic, by the way. <laughs> Keep yeah, forgetting this. Yeah, he was diabetic, and he was on a strict like eating schedule, yeah. and she was just very neglect, like just neglecting completely. Yeah. Um, so after Theo finds out that she's leaving, he basically tells her. Take me back to the ocean. I never want to see you again. And she's trying to apologize. She's trying to like reason with him, but he's not hearing it. He g- gets back into the ocean. He, he just and crawls he back. Just, he yeah. To the ocean oh my from god! I forgot he crawls yeah. back from the house. He crawls. Yeah, because she refuses to take him. <laughs> she refuses to take him, and he's like, he's like, don't follow me. Don't like whatever. And he's just like, which is honestly like, that sounds like it would hurt. He's yeah. just, like, crawling over, like, sand and gravel and stuff. Like, he's obviously, yeah. like, getting cut up. Yeah. A whole thing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, he climbs up onto the rocks, and then he's never to be seen again. For yeah. now. And how does uh, Lucy deal with this? Not well. Not this bitch well. is, like, throwing up. <laughs> and, like, what, what else? She's, like, throwing up in public, like, constantly throwing up. She's, like, not okay at all. Um, yeah. But she visits she the rocks every night. Oh right? my god, yeah. She visits the rocks every night and she just sits there in the cold. Yeah, the just waiting for him and waiting yeah. for him. And every night she drugs Dominic the dog. In order to go in to the case, rocks. Just in case he, he does show up. Mm. Like, just in case Theo shows up. So this happens for about, like, I want to say, like, a like week weeks. or two. Yeah, yeah, for like a week or two. And at some point she decides, again, to go back to therapy yeah um this is probably like the one time that i think she needed to go to group but did not have the effect that she wanted it to have because she obviously goes to group and hears that like everyone is doing a lot better this time yes yeah um even diana she says that she's trying to focus on her family yeah she's like i've accepted that like my husband doesn't love me and like i i don't find him attractive so i can just put all my energy into like my kids mm-hmm. exactly and then she um, visits claire at the psych ward because she has attempted suicide suicide like legit yep. suicide um yeah yeah uh she also talks about like suicide like it's like her new addiction honestly like she's basically like i will never stop attempting suicide it's so freeing. She calls it a palate cleanser. Yeah. Which is very jarring. You know what What I realized about this? It's the fact that you'll take something so extreme, call it a palate cleanser, and me understand exactly what you're talking about. Bro, this like, is what why I'm do saying. I understand? Why do I understand that? This why don't book, I get it? This, if I can say one thing about this book, it's that you will have never experienced anything that happens in this book, and it's so relatable. Like, it's yeah. so easy to, so like, wild. see into, like, the characters' lives and, like, you're, like, there you're like, with yeah, them. Yeah, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Yeah. Insane. Obviously, like, this is so absurd, but, like, I don't know. No, so Lucy is, like, seeing how everyone else is doing better than her. Uh, is having a hard time with it. And Chicken Horse comes out and has, like, a pretty, like, generous experience with her, I would say. Like, she's being very generous towards um, Lucy, considering. Mm. And yeah, she tells her that whatever she's going through, like, she could just not do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know at some point Dr. Jude also talks to Lucy and basically says, like, the thing that you're trying to fill, like, in the void, is it love? Like, is love actually what you're looking for? 
um, like romantic love and trying to give her a new perspective. This is also another moment where I'm just like, I wonder if Lucy like takes her up on it. She doesn't. Um, but anyway, at this point, uh, she's talking to Chicken Horse. Chicken Horse goes back inside and Lucy's like, yay, I'll meet you inside and like calls an Uber and she's just like, I'm going to go home. Um, she has sex with the Uber driver. It's not great. He's not, he didn't use a condom. So she, yeah. Um, unprotected, unprotected sex. Very dangerous. We do not recommend. That's some risky shit. Um, and she kind of just like, there's a scene where she just like she takes a bath. She doesn't even find him attractive. Oh, she, she doesn't find him attractive find him at all. He's also like talking all. about himself, about his like potential acting, acting career. career. She's like, I don't give yeah. a shit. Like in her head, she's like, I don't care about this at all. And then she'd be like, oh, go ahead. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> like she, she's basically in her head. She's saying, can he not tell that I'm dying? Yeah. Like he's just like talking away and she's like, can he not tell that I'm literally about to die? Literally. <laughs> Because she's feeling so many feelings. Yeah, just like <laughs> And devastated. he's just going on and on about yeah. like adverts and things that he's doing. Anyway. Yeah. And then she asks him to sleep with her. He does. Um, she goes home, takes a bath. This is also another scene that I feel like I'm just like, ugh, ew. Because she's like, she's like, I just watched it like come out, of, like the sperm come out of me. Oh, I don't, Lord. It was, yes. it was a mess. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Is but it? she's back at the rocks that same very, that, that that very same, night. Same night, back at the rocks. Um, yeah. And so is Theo. Yes. So she talks about how she feels like she's supposed to be there and that she needs to, like her devotion to Theo has to be tested. Mm-hmm. So Theo comes back and he tells her that he needed all those nights before he knew. He says, I've seen you every night on this rock. And then she says, then where were you? And he says, tonight you looked so finished, so surrendered that I could tell that if I came back to you, you wouldn't return to the desert, Phoenix. Um, He said he knew that she no longer had it in her and that it's good. Uh, He says, I knew you were finally mine. This is so problematic. <laughs> this is so bad. Um, I just hate start, everything yeah. about it. I hate every yeah, single I mean, thing it's a about mess. it. Yeah. It's a mess. It's so manipulative. Um, yeah. Like, have a conversation. What do you mean you are just watching her, like, beat herself up? Yeah. It's confirming that thing of, like, I need to prove my devotion to him. My devotion to him has to be tested. It's proving this to her, right? Mm. And... Then he starts uh, telling her that he that she needs to give everything up for him, mm-hmm. including her dog, which is not even her dog. It's her sister's. But Lucy is there with him. She's like, yes, like enthusiastically. She's like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, she, she, voice, she says, it's fine. I hate fire. I hate walking. I'll give anything up. <laughs> um So he tells her to join him in the ocean to basically kill herself for him so that they could be together forever. And obviously this is not love, right? She is constantly thinking about how she can, she can be the one in in power because she's still Mm -hmm. thinking in terms of power. I mean, we haven't mentioned this yet in this, in in the episode, but um, she gets turned on (laughs) by this, like this idea that she could be the one that's like, the object of affection in the mm-hmm. in a way that will make the other person uh, like die without her, right? Yeah. So she yeah. says, "Who has mm-hmm. the power if I die? 
Will it be like him not texting me back on a cosmic level? Or was it the one who died that had the power since the other person was left to live without them? So you can talk to me about level you want, but when when you give me something like this, this is clearly, it's, it's, it's that thing that I said about, uh, that Bell Hook said. It's this never-ending hunger, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's um, yeah. which is what like consumerism encourages you to do. It's this, fulfillment of a materialistic and hedonistic desire um but she confuses it for love which is really sad it it was just so weird to me the fact that he he's saying like you'll come with me and she's like so like will i float or (laughs) like she's like trying to like gauge the situation being very euphemistic about it he wasn't outright telling her you're gonna drown you're gonna die he was just saying yeah he'll come what was it you'll You'll join me. He, he, he was basic. He also said, "Like I can't take you down myself. You have to like. It has to be your you choice. You have to. Yeah, it has to be your choice. So like, because she was saying like, uh, at some point, like, won't I fight like the the you know, mm-hmm. like when I fight the urge to yeah, because when like, you're drowning, to, yeah, your brain tells you you are drowning. We are you not. You need drowning. to survive. You need to fight to like yeah. get to the surface." Yeah. And then he kind of yeah. says something low-key insulting that, like, yeah, it's because you, what is it? Like, yeah, land animals are like that. Uh, you guys don't, as, uh, he was basically being a little patronizing about it. Like, <laughs> like yeah. yeah, all of you guys want to survive. It's lame. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't understand. What are we talking okay. about? But yeah, okay. um, he never, he never outright says, like, she's going to die. So she's just like, the thing is, like, she's not, she's not trying, she's not being hopeful about, like, the potential to live or like maybe i do turn into a mermaid like him or something she's like yeah. oh no i'm gonna die i'm gonna die i've decided that i'm gonna die but like See, who has the, the power same the way i thought that when theo got out of the water he would have legs i had yeah. hope that when she dove into the deep with him he would do something where that would give her a tail and make him like yeah him. obviously that's not it but um, i guess i guess the fact that he, when he got out of the water and onto land he didn't have legs is evidence that like she's also yeah. not going to change when yeah. she goes into the world. Like she's exactly. definitely gonna die. And he neither and he of them that. can change. They're very rigid yeah. in the way that they perceive the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, both of them need intensive therapy. Well no, for real. I mean, I don't care about Theo. Theo could choke, I'm sorry. Yeah, but, I yeah. just feel like it's that thing, remember when I said that there there's this like underlying dread under their um their their conversations that she yeah. wasn't able to die She's, that she wasn't yeah. able to that she wasn't able to see because she was so yeah. enthralled with him there mm-hmm. was a, another moment after one of their sexy sessions where he said i was go- he, it was it was when she told him that she she was leaving and mm-hmm. he was upset and he said like how could you do this i was going to take you under with me and she kind of just like ignored that he said that she yeah. questioned it for like 2.3 seconds but then yeah. she was kind of like anyway <laughs> like, girl oh Lucy uh, so he tells her come down to the deep with me she said okay like I need one day to just like you know prepare everything yeah right like let yeah. me just like get ready for it yeah let me like <laughs> I love that I love that she packs my the ends. suitcase <laughs> she packs the suitcase with all her stuff <laughs> says like the stuff is just gonna float everywhere yeah. right? like she like says something yeah. about that yeah God, um she goes back to the house checks in on dominic finds him dead panics because she's like oh my god what did i do 
she doesn't call her sister right away because she's scared of her reaction. So she just covers mm-hmm. uh, Dominic with, with like a blanket or something. And then she goes and sees Claire at the psych ward like the next day. Oh my God. Yeah. And they're just talking and uh, Claire, she's there because she attempted suicide, right? And yeah. uh, her, her ex-husband put her there. And she is now off her meds she's not she's not being drugged up anymore and Mm -hmm. she's found out that david wants her back and he's like continuously writing her like two letters a day sending her flowers and all these things so she's like i'm back baby i'm back (laughs) to like i'm gonna go back to doing the same shit she's also like she's lost her she's lost custody of her kids and everything claire at this point yeah yeah and Mm -hmm. she's like i don't even care literally she's like yeah she doesn't or some shit like that like it's very which I don't really want to judge her for, but it is, like, kind of yeah. hard because I'm just like, wow, like, the denial is so deep about, like, your, like, your, your problem. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I also, like, while we're talking about Claire, mm-hmm. I did want to mention how, like, interesting it is that, we've kind of already talked about this, but Claire has been trying to get Lucy's attention and help when she was, like, struggling. Oh, yeah. Lucy ignored yeah. her. Lucy visits her at a psych ward after she attempted suicide, and Claire does not care. Like, Claire doesn't care that, like, she's, she's practically been abandoned by Lucy, or, or Lucy only ever shows up when there's, like, when she has her own problems. Like, she's just so, like, their, their friendship is so weird. And, like, yeah. further, like, at, like Cl- Lucy literally has no meaningful friendship whatsoever. Yeah. Like, Claire yeah. doesn't count. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, at this point, Lucy, we're now after uh, Dominic dies, uh, she tells Claire what she plans to do. She tells her about the little suicide pact she has with Theo. Yeah. And Claire's, Claire just says, oh, that sounds romantic. <laughs> like, they never, the problem, I think, the major, like, toxic thing about this friendship is that they never challenge each other. It's a mm-hmm. friendship of convenience, just like it was with Rochelle, but like amped up on like another yeah. level. Because they're both so impulsive as well. They're so impulsive. They see one another in one another and yeah. they enable each other. Yeah. So it's just convenient to be friends with someone who will understand you and not challenge yeah. you in a way that like maybe, you know, someone like Annika, who is uh, Lucy's sister, um, would. Yeah. So, yeah. After that, she decides to call her sister. Her sister comes back. She's distraught about Dominic's death. Mm. Dominic was like a child to her. She always, always, she kept calling up to like, you know, ask like, is he doing well? Are you giving him his meds? Da, 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 all that stuff. Yeah. And so Annika comes back to LA and she doesn't have the reaction that... Lucy was expecting yeah like Lucy was expecting Annika to just to cut ties with her I think like put all of the blame on her hate her get out of my life um and Lucy's like kind of offers up saying like I'm leaving like you don't like don't worry about it I'm leaving um Steve is also a Lucy hater which to be honest kind of valid Steve is Annika's uh, husband um I think he's just more protective of his wife like he he hates Lucy though (laughs) he's like so he's like you're a mess (laughs) like he's like I hate you you're a mess like it's like he gives her the cold shoulder um and is like not like nice to her at all like he's he never 
he didn't have like a lot of sympathy for her. Again, I understand because it stems from him wanting to be protective of his wife, who he loves very much. So I get it. But like, it's just very interesting to see like, this is the only person I've seen, like that we've seen in the book, give Lucy some like negative energy because everyone's kind of just like, anyway. Um... But they leave it off pretty well. Like he tells her that like, I don't know what's going on with you, but like, it out. I don't know. I felt. I felt. I felt like he was basically trying to say, "We can help you if you want." I think you know he's just—he's I mean? just more stern with her than everyone else, which I think is good. Like yeah. no one yeah, else yeah, is yeah, really absolutely. stern with her at all. Yeah, I just don't um, know that he hates her per se. I think he sees her struggle and he—he th- he sees how it affects Annika, and he just doesn't like it. Fair. I'm yeah. going to agree to disagree. I think he tolerates Lucy for Annika's sake. I don't think he actually likes her at all. Like, if he could get rid of her, I'm pretty sure he would. But yeah, anyway. So Annika, like, you know, Lucy says, I'm leaving. You don't have to worry about this. Like, I, I know, like, what I did or something like that. And Annika immediately, like, completely surprises Lucy and says, like, no, please, please stay with me. I need you. Um, and this kind of mirrors Lucy's experience with Annika when they were younger when Lucy's mother died uh, and she begged Annika to stay with her but Annika at the time was like a university student and or college student and uh, had to go back for finals so she couldn't stay with her at this time where she was like grieving the loss of her mother at a young age which is like devastating and definitely has like long-term effects is likely the root of all of most of Lucy's issues, if not all of them. That and the fact that she couldn't connect with her father, right? Yeah, she couldn't connect with her father. So it was kind of like like having like the like your only support system completely disappear, uh, which is like really difficult. Um, but yeah, like it mirrors that experience where now Lucy's being offered the opportunity to stay for Annika. And mm. it's something that comes out of the blue for Lucy. Um, and she doesn't really know how to deal with it. So she says, no, I'm leaving. Like... I have yeah, to Yeah, she's like, I have to go back. Yeah. Yeah. And she finds Theo at the rocks. Yep. So she has her giant ass suitcase. She goes back to the rocks. <laughs> Where are you going with the suitcase? Like, just the image of someone like, yeah, I'll take my suitcase to, to, to do this. Like, I, I don't know. But she, they start having a conversation. She's a little bit nervous. But while they're talking, Theo mentions the others. And Lucy's yeah. like, wait a minute, wait Hold a up. minute, who, what, what others? <laughs> yeah. And he tells her, like, you know, the others that I took down with me. And she immediately, like, snaps out of this, like, haze that she's been in, yeah. where she feels like, because she wanted to be the one. She wanted to yeah. be the special one for him. Mm-hmm. But hearing that this is something that There were, he like, does, 17 others. It just... There were 17 others. It just cheapens the whole story, the whole yeah. experience of it. Yeah. She's like, I don't want to do this. She changes her mind. She tells him she never wants to see him again. She's actually kind of mad, <laughs> kind of insulted I mean, that she would be one of the seven, one of the 18, I guess. Like, for her to only get upset now is crazy, but like, at it's least she so got there. Wild. <laughs> at least like, she, at got, least she there. got there in the end. But She's at least like she living. also realized that she has love inside of her that she can give to her sister. Yeah. And even though that doesn't clarity. really... It gives her clarity. And even though yeah. this doesn't like necessarily um, cure her of any of her issues, this yeah. isn't like something that just like, you know, 
oh, and everybody lived happily ever after. And now I'm solved. I know I'm saved. (laughs) I'm cured. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not that. But she does realize that there is something inside of her that she can give besides the void, right? Yeah. And yeah. And and she wants to give it to someone who's really important to her. It's her sister, even though they there's like such so like they have so there's, distance. there's so much distance. Yeah. They don't really they aren't sisters the way that one would imagine. Let's say they, yeah. There there's an age gap between them as well. A yeah. A little bit age um, gap, distance, different yeah. different mothers as well. Different mothers. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So there's like distance exactly. between them. To be fair, I do think like throughout the book, Annika like it's it, it. There's evidence that like Annika is trying to connect to Lucy, and Lucy's kind of the one who like holds herself apart a little bit. I, obviously, I think this stems from the fact that like the one time she asked Annika for support in like literally the biggest moment of her life, like Annika wasn't she- there for. She felt rejected. Exactly. She doesn't yeah. let people get close to her in any meaningful way anyway, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's probably because she's learned to be so independent, you know? Like, yeah. if you grow up with your mom gone, your sister gone, and your dad, a dad that you can't, like, have any, like, yeah. real connection with, like, you know. Yeah, that's true. You are insecurely attached. I think yeah. that's what it is. Um, but yeah, with Annika, like, this opportunity for her to, like, show up for her Annika in a way that she hoped Annika would show up for her I think is like the moment where she's like oh like I can give someone else love like I mm-hmm. actually like I don't just need to receive it like I can give mm-hmm. someone else love because mm-hmm. um, she doesn't really Definitely. talk about loving anyone else ever throughout yeah. the book until this moment yeah. where she's like I can show up for my sister yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah exactly. she's like Theo fuck off I'm gonna go back to my sister uh, this is the point where, where Steve is like, oh, you're back. Um, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I changed my mind, I guess. Um, and he says, what did you do to the couch? Because they had period sex <laughs> on a pristine white couch. What was it? Wait, what did I say last time? Uh, <laughs> you spilled blood on my Valentino's couch. <laughs> Literally, I, I was like, I, uh, fuck the dog. I would, I would disown you for that. <laughs> like for, for a the white couch. couch. Come on. And that's like the you, way that's it's just, described as being so perfect. And then they just go at it while she's on her period. And it's not like she didn't lay something down the first time. Like when they when she wasn't on her period, she she put something down on the yeah. couch not to and ruin it. And then she it. was like, now but I don't she, care. <laughs> but now with her period, she's like, it doesn't matter. Um, like, was it never never let them know your next move? Like, I don't understand this. Well, what what are you what are you doing? <laughs> ridiculous um, but yeah um, so she yeah. chooses Annika which is a very she chooses Annika which is like nice a nice moment. first step to healing yeah uh, and then at the end of the book just a random plot twist yep <laughs> this bitch is pregnant yep <laughs> she is pregnant and we don't know whose it is is it Theo's is it the random uber actor, driver uber driver we don't know we'll we never, never know. know because this is not a series. This is a standalone literary this is a standalone. fiction book. Yeah, Could like you imagine more. it as a series, though? Because what would she talk about? No, no thanks. I think this I, is I don't perfect. know if I would I want a like, sequel. Yeah, this is I, perfect. You know what I would like? I would like if uh, Melissa Broder would just be like, yeah, it's this person's. Like, just yeah, tell just us tell us. Tweet. Just tell <laughs> just us in a tweet. Us. For real. Um, 
but, but yeah. yeah she leaves us hanging we don't know whose it is yeah and i don't think she's gonna have it but if she does i kind of hope it's a mer baby but i don't know why yeah <laughs> i say think... just for the story just for, yeah, the, for plot. the story yeah um yeah i mean i wonder because obviously earlier in the book she also talks about how like she's never really wanted kids i don't think she sees herself as a mother but the fact that, like, that was something she could lose, like, the ability to have children is something that eventually she would lose, was just so devastating for her. That she would yeah, have, like... suddenly there's a clock. Yeah, like, and you, it's like... You reach your 30, late 30s. Yeah, late 30s, early 40s. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, that's also, like, a point of conflict. Will she have it just despite her body? Like, her body's inability <laughs> to have children later on? Or will she, like, get rid of it because she has some sense in her? Hopefully, Annika will lead her into the right path. But, yeah. Honestly, I think she would get rid of it. I don't I don't see her... I don't see Lucy as even trying. Like, she has so many things to figure out. So many things... So many issues. I, don't I agree. I feel like Lucy would procrastinate <laughs> getting an abortion. <laughs> but, like, eventually she'd late. just be like... She'd be like, well, I guess I'm having this baby now. And then yeah. she'd, like, come up with another, like, oh, my God, the baby fills my void or something like that. You know what I mean? But not really. Oof, it's, I just, it's dangerous. a mess. That it's is a mess. So, that's, it is! That's the path to emotional incest. That's literally yeah. the path to emotional incest. Yeah. I agree. Big, big no-no. Big a no-no. mess. Anyway. One last thing I want us to discuss is the New Yorker had an interesting article that reviewed yeah. this book. And at some point... The writer says, it's interesting and touching that the two objects of deep, unselfconscious love in Broder's novel are not human, Dominic the dog and Theo the merman. She ultimately disappoints both the creatures she loves, one out of weakness, Dominic, and one out of strength. Lucy herself, it turns out, is all too human. And I think that's what appeals mm. us to this book, right? I think. Yeah. That's the like the rawness of it, the like unfiltered unfilteredness of it. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's what like made us love his, this book so much. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Overall, Addy, what do you think of this like delusional desire and lust and like this fictional like? Is it is she saying that the that the perfect kind of like? love can only mm-hmm. exist within like with a with a timer you know like it will run out at some point and it can only be with some kind of not real fictional delusional mm-hmm. being <laughs> i mean i think like a fantasy love that, that that's that intense i don't think that's real like I, okay. I i think it would be dangerous if you were like like i don't know i just don't think that's real um but like a healthy like like good romantic relationship is obviously not impossible even in this universe because literally Annika and Steve have like a great relationship like to the point where Lucy talks about how she doesn't believe that it's real like she's just like they must be lying to each other or like you know there must be something that we're missing or whatever um but that does exist like they respect each other they love each other obviously Steve is very protective of Annika um so like that love does exist. It's just about like the way in which you look for it. And obviously Dr. Jude, who is an expert in this field. Uh, the thing is like Lucy specifically. Yeah. She's like an expert in like love and sex problems. No. Kind of. I remember Lucy questioning her qualifications. Well, she questions her qualifications because she's like, how can someone who's divorced 
be like, be like, help us with love and sex. And the thing is, like, Dr. Ju talks about how, like, she stopped loving her husband, so she just left him. And she's like, I'd rather be, like, happy than suffer in a relationship. Because, like, I can never relate to Lucy in the sense that it does seem like she would never be happy unless she was in, in, like, a romantic loving relationship. But, like, any other forms of love that are more pure, so, for example, the love from Dominic, the love from her sister, uh, she's just, like, it's, like, so alien to her. Like, she doesn't know how to, like, accept that type of love or how to form that type of relationship with people. Whereas, Mm. like, she thinks she can solve all of her problems with, like, the love of a man. And... Yeah. I don't know if that's even something you should be, like... You know what I mean? But it's not love. Again, it's not love. It's not even the love of a man. It's the attention of of a man. Yeah, that's what she absolutely. wants. The validation of it. Yeah, the like she just wants to know that she is wanted and lusted after. Yeah, so I think like the love, for example, that Steve has for Annika, I don't think she would even see it if yeah. like someone loved her like that. Yeah, yeah. something to work even, on. I believe in Lucy. Yeah, absolutely. Even her love with yeah. the love that she thinks she has with Theo. At some point, she says. She says something about, like, uh, oh, he's given me so much. But what has he given her? Because there's almost no details about him, about his life. He's been vulnerable in a, in a physical way, but he's mm-hmm. never been vulnerable in a mental way with her. We don't know anything about Theo. We haven't mentioned anything about Theo here yeah. because there's nothing in the book about him. He's yeah. just this, like, perfect, um, just this perfect mythic personification of desire and lust that's all he is right yeah and that's, that's what she wants very ominous because very we, again because we yeah. don't know anything about him yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. anyway yeah i think i mean i mean yeah I, again i have hope in lucy i think she can figure it out over time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah mm-hmm. yeah How, what awesome. would you the book i would rate it a four out of five. I really, really enjoyed it. I only give five out of five to books that are literally life-changing, but amazing books, really like really good books that just have nailed the things that they're trying to explore. I give it a four. Yeah. How about you? I was going to say 3.8, but I changed my mind. I actually do think it's a four. It's it's because of what us talking gave about the it. point two. It it was us talking about it this time around because I just realized it's the it's the it's the fact that like neither of us have experienced anything like love and sex addiction, suicide, in this particular way, uh, like any of the things that like Lucy experiences or any of the other characters experience really, but it felt so like relatable. Like there wasn't a there wasn't a moment where I was just like, this is hard for me to understand because I can't like put yeah. myself in that situation. But like I could. I think you have yeah. to be like a pretty good writer in order to do that so yeah awesome this was our first mermaid book stay tuned for the next one which is going to be say it addy the deep by river solomon i'm really excited we're so excited we're so excited to read this book okay guys that was the first episode for our theme mermaids mortals and two deep waters Thanks for tuning into our first episode of Readers Also Enjoyed. We hope we've kept you entertained and perhaps intrigued enough to read along with us. If you have any thoughts you'd like to share with us about the book or about the podcast, feel free to reach out to us on our social media at Readers Also Enjoyed 
on TikTok and Instagram or send us an email at readersalsoenjoyed at gmail.com. Till next time, love your life.